Hi, I'm Michaela Loach. And I'm Rebecca. And this is the Yikes Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Yikes Podcast. Um, I was going to say I'm Michaela Loach, but that's already in the intro, isn't it? Jill? Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, everyone, to our last episode of the season. I know. Wow. I can't believe yeah. it. It's been, it's gone fast. It's gone it's, fast we've man. had so many, so many things to talk about. So many things have happened in the world. Like we've dived deeper into climate justice mm. and all these other issues. And we hope that you've learned some things or felt inspired or challenged by any of this. Yeah. I've definitely, I don't know, learned a lot in the season. I just really love the space. Mm. Like I'm so grateful for mm. this space and like, when we get to chat to other people and like seeing everyone like listening, I don't know. It just like means the world. Like I'm so like really happy that this is such a, I don't know, nice community to have. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, if you are going to miss these regular episodes, then, um, you know, follow us or like join our Patreon um, where we really still will continue to release different content. Um, should we explain Patreon yeah. a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So um, the reason that we started this podcast is that we recognize that um, a lot of the conversations that are happening online around um, climate justice, activism, all that stuff, there's not a lot of nuance being given anywhere. Um, and there's not enough space to have the deep like conversations that you kind of need to have about mm. these issues. So we wanted to create a space where we could show that all of these issues are interconnected, but we could also like allow for the gray areas to be present as much as the like really stark truths and important parts. Um, and we have, we just started this podcast ourselves. We had, didn't have any help with it really. We got a grant thankfully to start it at the start. Um, but basically to maintain this podcast and keep it going and also to like be able to support ourselves in this work and mm. um, we started a patreon and if you don't know what patreon is it's basically a platform that allows you to directly support creators so through um giving an amount of money each month um you'll be supporting a creator an activist a person a podcast mm. that you really enjoy and that you consume for free because a lot of through social media and through like all these different channels you're consuming a lot of this information for free and getting to do a lot of um unlearning for free as well but it's great to compensate mm-hmm. the people that you learn from um so the yikes podcast has a patreon and we have different levels that you can subscribe to um starting from the first level which is three, three pounds, pounds a month yeah. yeah um where you get access to episodes a week early um and or well, not a week early an amount of days early. I can't remember how early it is. Four days early and like <laughs> um, no ads yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, no and ads. And more like conversations episode. as well in the comments. Yeah, and you get to just also know that you can support our work and support something that you really enjoy mm-hmm. for the price of like a coffee a month. Um, and then the second tier, um, basically you can you get extra episodes or extra resources um, every single week as well. Um, so we have either extra episodes where we talk about a topic that... Um, we feel it needs to be talked about more, like whether it's, I don't know, we've talked about so many mm. different things. We've talked and it's a lot about... more personal, like it's a lot more like mm. between us as well. So it's like a very nice yeah. community space. 
Yeah, and we do Q&As on there mm. sometimes as well, where, like, if you have any question, even if it's, like, a big deep diving question, we, we might do, like, a whole Patreon episode about that question. Um, so if you're going to miss, yikes, over the last... I mean, um, we know you many, will. We will. We know you will, mm. yeah. <laughs> then definitely subscribe to the Patreon, because that's also a way that you can support us and support our work. And also the um, guests that we have on, you know, like, that's how we um, mm, pay them. Yeah. Yeah, and also we, we'd love to, at some point, like, be able to do some sort of like work with some of the money that we get from Patreon. This is like a dream yeah. of me and Joe's in some way is that we could support someone else's like work or we could support um, an organizations that we love um, through the Patreon as well. So there are so many different reasons why. Maybe even host an like, event. Yeah, that. Activist yeah, workshops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we currently, we've had an aim to get to 300 patrons for quite a while. And we know that the amount of people that listen to this podcast, it's such a small percentage of the p- listeners that would make up the 300. Yeah. So it'd be amazing if you could check out the Patreon. The link is in the bio. And if you have any questions about Patreon, if you DM um, the X podcast on Instagram, um, we would be happy to like explain a little bit of what it is. But anyway, let's get into it. Without further ado, let's get into it. This episode is going to be about gatekeeping and activism and environmental spaces and climate justice spaces. Um, going to be talking about how do we create movements that are like open for collective liberation? How do we allow movements to spread? Um, lots of things that I think about all the time and I kind of feel like it's quite tricky. Also, it's something that I think is quite tricky to have a conversation about on social meds because people can get quite like um upset about this conversation i feel i think it's like a bit of a tricky one to have so i feel like this is a good space to have Mm -hmm. it for sure and do you want to start off with yikes sure um yikes of the week um it's the first time that i was um in a zoom call and i was giving a talk um with other people and there were trolls um on it and it was I don't know i think in the beginning everyone was like oh this is a joke but then at some point it actually it wasn't directed at anyone so in that sense like i think it was um it wasn't too bad but it did like was like quite disruptive in other ways and i mean i think afterwards like i only really clocked in that like this was really disrespectful like you know mm. in like taking up space when other people are talking um like mm. i really really like, in the beginning, I was just like, oh, this isn't actually a big deal. Like, it, I was just, like, like kind of, like, taking it back. And then looking after, I was like, wait, this was so rude. And it was actually so disrespectful to all other members mm. in this call. And I, yeah, so that mm. was, like, a bit of a yikes. But I was just, like, first of all, checking in with myself of, like, why I didn't clock it in the beginning, how actually harmful it was and violent. And then just in general, like, the need... Like, where's that need coming from of, like, disrupting other people's spaces when we're talking about important topics? Mm. Like, I don't know. Mm. And Gina Martin talked about this in her um, TEDx talk where she talks about how, like, we call these people trolls and we almost minimise what they're doing. Mm. But actually, these people, they're real people. They're not trolls. They're, like, someone's... They're someone's relative. They're someone's, like, friend. They're the people who might be in your office. They're, like... Mm. They are everywhere around us. And... Yeah, that is a point to which we think we do need to stop being like just minimizing them to trolls because they're because that almost like lets them get away with their behavior as if it's like lesser when actually it's violent and it's harmful. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I've also been in, um, been doing like speaking things and 
there have been like I don't know how people I never this is my first time I got a Zoom bombed, but I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. Like people can like just get onto Zoom calls um and then would just like do horrible things. And it's kind of like, yeah, I do think we minimize this behavior by being like, oh, it's just a troll. Yeah. And actually, this is like violent and harmful behavior. And especially like I was seeing one of my friends online, she was posting about how she talks about racism online as black women. And then um she posted like having a really great day at the beach. Um, this is my friend Jaylene. She'd be happy to ask to say this to be honest. Um, she's Jaylene Bambara. You can find her on um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically someone DM'd her being like, how dare you like talk about racism if you're happy in your life? That is so it's violent. So weird. It's so violent. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's the thing. Like, yeah, like we, we minimize that by like being like, oh, it's a troll or, mm. you know, and like, all, like, I think also like that, like anonymity, anonymity? anonymous like you know character almost yeah, not anonymity yeah. yeah um like yeah like having that like you know like no like this is a person and like no matter how mm. whatever goes on in their life like that behavior can't roll and we can't excuse mm. like any of that and obviously like yeah, yeah that person messaging like jeline like that is like really really violent um and mm. i saw her post about it as well I'm when she like, and, like, responded like, to it like yeah mm. Yeah, I think it's just, like, tiring. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think people don't realise how much shit, especially, like, marginalised mm-hmm. people take who have a presence online. It's There's so much shit that has to be... That's, like, a given. Um, and also, like, the expectance yeah, yeah, of yeah. it. Like, isn't that... Yeah, how, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, so like, sad. You know, do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. yeah. Like, when I do spokesperson trainings um, for activist groups, I always say, like, if you are a person of colour in this room and you... I just say I'm like, I have to warn you that you will receive race, racial abuse online mm-hmm. if you decide to speak out about these things or if you decide to do like a TV interview or a radio interview and I'll, I'll say like you'll probably have to change your name on Facebook because people will message you or try and find you like it's scary yeah. and horrible and it does get minimized so much as just like oh as, as if it's like yeah it has to exist um mm. yeah it's just near good at all um and basically if anyone if you ever know there's someone that you know that's doing these things like call them out on it and like don't minimize it just because it's been happened online doesn't mean it's any less um it's still violence it's still harmful for sure Um, yikes of the week done (laughs) that was a freaking big yikes it is a freaking Um, big yikes and like i actually mm. well i listened so i i'm not like much into anything celebrity movie like I literally don't know anything. Um, I listened to another podcast and they were saying like how um, there's going to be like like James Bond or something. Um, and it's going to be the first like black woman to ever um, yeah, be there. Yeah, I only saw that recently. But, they, but like, like, so wow, this person, so yeah, it's incredible. But this person deleted all of their social media when those news dropped because they mm. were like, I know that my social media is going to be bombed. Like, you know, mm. and like that, that's, yeah, that's part of the reason why like, Idris Elba was like, I don't know what the right, was kind of set to be the next Bond for a mm. lot of people, people saying that, but he was like, I actually don't want to ex- receive that mm. amount of racial abuse. Like he, and he just, that's the reason he turned it down. He was like, I actually don't want to have to experience that. Yeah. yeah it's so fucked up. Yeah. Big, big yikes. Yeah. Well, I guess moving on from the yikes, <laughs> continuing smoothly into another yikes actually super related <laughs> um and also like kind of like i guess like continuing the space um you know of like social media is like gatekeeping mm. um do you want to mm. give a quick introduction 
yeah, I guess when we're, so when we're talking about gatekeeping in this conversation, um, within this, I'm going to give my own definition of what gatekeeping is because, like, I think if you understand what my definition is, the people will be able to understand this conversation a little bit more. But I see gatekeeping as basically just like different ways that people can be prevented from entering into a conversation or being a part of a conversation. In this situation, we'll be talking about um, like movements um, and people being able to talk about certain things and gatekeeping around who own certain terminology or who own certain ideas and who's allowed to talk about those ideas. Previously on the episode with Wawa Gatheru, um, we um, talked about gatekeeping within academia. So that's basically within that, that's kind of a good example to explain it a little bit, is how so often um, certain ways of knowing or certain um, like types of knowledge are kept out of um certain areas so for example in the climate crisis for so long um indigenous knowledge and a lot of bi- like bipoc knowledge in general has been kept out of um the mainstream like academia around the environmental crisis and environmentalism um and that's kind of why we now have a very whitewashed view and a very european centric view of the climate crisis and climate solutions and haven't really listened to other ways of knowledge because they've been kept out mm. and pe- and scholars have been kept out who don't fit into kind of like pretty much the white cis male norm um so within this episode we'll be talking a bit about how i think it's it's quite a difficult conversation also just to be clear from the start at least from my perspective i know that i'm not that polished on talking about this myself yet because there's so much gray in this Mm -hmm. and there's so many reasons why people are annoyed about different parts of this and there's so many and that like a lot of those reasons are justifiable from like every side in many ways um so we can talk about like how within climate movements especially i'd say this is more so online people can like kind of almost claim their own ownership over an idea Mm. or a principle or a way of having explained something or a section of environmentalism Mm. um and then we'll basically kind of be like other people aren't allowed to talk about this um because i was the first one to talk about it or they'll be like this person has talked about this and they didn't credit me Mm. as if they were the first person to have ever talked about it um an example that i could say that um I would say, like, I've experienced... I'm not sure if you've experienced it as well, Joe, but, um, like, yeah, we did that episode on eco-fascism and the Mm. coronavirus, like, I don't know, in in March, maybe? I don't remember, actually. It was probably, like, all the way back then. And um, I've had people (laughs) talk to me since and be like, aren't you annoyed that so-and-so is talking about eco-fascism? You you two were the first to talk about it. And I just laughed in response (laughs) because I was like, what? I was like, the papers that, like, the papers that we cited when we were having that conversation were from, like, the flipping 60s. Mm. Like, we were, like, and, and, like, the 90s, maybe not the 60s, actually, but maybe the 90s. But basically, this conversation's been going on for so much longer than you or I. And, like, yeah, I don't want to claim ownership mm. on talking about ecofascism because I want as many people as possible to call that out, and I don't want to like be like you can't call it out unless you credit me. Yeah. Um, but then I can understand why people do get frustrated with this stuff and do get kind of like hurt by this stuff. And I think a lot of it comes down to the what kind of what we talked about with like um, gatekeeping in academia and stuff, but how much, um, especially BIPOC individuals, have been frequently their work's been taken and not credited Mm -hmm. and frequently they've not been offered up opportunities and then 
white folk who will just like kind of capitalize off what they've done mm. will then get those opportunities and so i see the frustration so much and i and i and i like that's why in this conversation it's really hard because like, i don't want to undermine yeah that or that nuance and i think that's why like taking intersectional lens to anything that we're talking about in this is important um but i feel like there's a gray there are gray areas here that we could we could pack into so i've spoke for like five no, minutes it was, no it was super <laughs> great um yeah i think it's really difficult because on i think on the one hand like i like i want as many like you know when i talk about something i want as many people as possible obviously as also as like an organizer and like community activist like i want as many people as possible to join those spaces first of all like i shouldn't have to hold an entire topic or conversation by myself but also like these ideas i didn't suddenly come up with them like like you were just saying with like ecofascism mm. so i'm just continuing the work mm. and also if it was if it was just like me holding that like that would like be extremely exclusionary and i don't think it would do mm. anything for collective liberation and like for mm-hmm. because essentially what at least like what the work that we are focusing on right is like deconstructing power hierarchies so in some mm. sense, like when I am... We can't be upholding exactly. power hierarchies. If we but I think there's yeah. also like the other side of the story or like one of the other sides is that like when we live in systems that are all about power and power, like there is some sense of like ownership of certain things that you are producing because you live in a system mm-hmm. where if you don't take ownership of that, then you will be erased from the conversation. And I think that's mm. so important to you, especially like you were saying around like BIPOC folk, who like mm. you know historically we've seen how white supremacy patriarchy but also like white women have been um stealing mm. knowledge and experiences from marginalized communities and have been very much like mm. crediting it to their own like lives so in that mm. sense like i think there's like we need to be um in some way like small scale like operating in the systems that we are in and like pushing you know against like I don't know, the exclusionary systems that are upholding power structures while also um, making space for more people to enter the conversation because otherwise we won't actually get to collective liberation because we are up- mm. upholding these power structures ourselves. Yeah, I think I find it like, I'm, I'm interested in like how, if you might disagree with me on, on this stuff mm. as well. Like, I do think that power has like an important, it's important to recognize power when we're having this conversation as yeah. well. Because for example, say that, like I once had a instance, I won't say who it was, but someone um pretty when I like didn't have very many followers at all, someone who was like a white woman, like pretty much copy and pasted my caption, didn't credit mm. me, copied the photo and everything. Um and yeah, and then anyway shared it and then like her post got shared loads, whatever in mine, like yeah. people were like, Oh, you copied, blah blah blah. And I was like, actually no, it was the other way around. I remember at the time, and this is something that I think I find difficult because I'm like, how much of it is of this is me just like being so in, like i don't know my head being so deep in our own existing systems mm. and, or i don't i don't know but in that situation i was like this feels like i'm like exploitation of my work yeah. as someone who had in that time especially had less power um and i remember getting and i remember having a conversation with the person being like hey i feel like this was exploit like uh, because of power dynamics this was quite exploitative of my work and i think you should have like credited my mm-hmm. work if like at the start of the caption if you're going to copy and paste it blah, blah blah and this person replied like oh sorry i thought it was about the movement i didn't realize that you would like you'd mind and i think this is a situation where like i don't know i don't know if i'm explaining this very well but like 
I'm like, I'm so, I still think. I think that's a bit gaslighting. I'm not gonna lie. What do you mean? Like, I think, like they can, you can do something for the movement. You can still credit people, and for them to turn around just to you and being like, oh, I like kind of like like undermining not only your work by not crediting you, but also Mm. saying like you shouldn't be experiencing any. Like, or like, you know, like, um, mm. denying your feelings, which are very wa- valid mm. and, um, mm. kind of like being the higher person there. Like, I think that's quite, mm. that's not okay. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's why also like, we do actually need to think about power dynamics as well, because for example, if someone who has in this world, like more power than someone mm. else and they take their work and they erase them, then that is like, that is harmful. And that's not what, and we're not, and we would never say that. I would never say that the person with less power in that situation is, is gatekeeping the other yeah, person. Exactly. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? I think that, like, you, you need to pay attention to the power structures that exist. And so, and I do think, yeah, and there is a way in which we can not gatekeep knowledge mm-hmm. and not gatekeep ideas, but still um, recognise that we live in a world in which, especially, like, yeah, the work of marginalised people mm-hmm. gets erased often. And so we need to credit those people when we know we got it from them. Yeah. Um, so, for example, say that you... I think that's where, the, where there's a difference. Like, say that you read a post by someone, say that they are, like, um, say they are, like, someone who's more marginalised than yourself, and you pretty much create something only having looked at their original thing. It's kind of like with art, with plagiarising mm. art. Like, if you're... If you find that you have to constantly go back to the other one, then it's not inspiration, you're just copying them. Um, yep. <laughs> I think that's when, like, if you're doing that, then, like, why not credit that yeah. person for their work? Like, why do you feel the need to do that? But I think it's different when people almost make out that um, that they are the inventor of an idea mm. that has existed for so much time. Like, what you were saying is, I think, I always think all the time, like, I, everything I know, I know and I've learned because of people who've done much more work than me mm-hmm. before me. And, like, that I've learned from pretty much from organising spaces from people who've been organising so much longer mm-hmm. than I have and who know so much about climate justice and they, like... And I will, ne- and I know that I'm literally just like building on their work and explaining it in mm-hmm. like a different way. And I, so I would never try and like hold on to those concepts. Um, so yeah, sorry, I just went on a bit of a ra- ramble there, but um, I think it's that's why I think it's difficult with this because there, there there are power structures to like pay attention yeah. to. But there's also a point at which is like when are you hoarding power exactly. over something and preventing that from from disseminating? Because it's like if we want collective liberation, then we need people explaining. Mm-hmm these concepts in so many yeah. different ways because also like all people and all humans aren't the same mm-hmm. and we all will respond to things differently like we kind of talked about that in the health episode how like talking about climate change through a health lens yeah. um is helpful for some people that other things aren't helpful for them and so we do actually need people talking about these concepts as many people as possible mm-hmm. in so many different ways um so yeah sorry I no bit, i think bit, i think rambly today i think that's like so such a useful idea and also when we think of collective liberation like Mm. we need to we need to also remember that like accountability and transparency are very much part of collaborate like um collective liberation so um Mm -hmm. on that path like you know crediting and holding accountable and showing where you've gotten the ideas or concepts that you're presenting from like and what what you're building on because a lot of times maybe the roots are not um completely yours but you might you know Mm -hmm. like because people have different skills and you know and talents and that they Mm -hmm. are bringing to the table in our movements and you know some people are really Mm -hmm. good at seeing the overlaps between two what seemingly Mm -hmm. very different ideas and like putting them together and like 
making a new pass mm-hmm. there, right? Or like other people are better in um, speaking to one really deep issue and like being really like an expert in this one thing. And so we all have kind of like different roles, but um, that doesn't mean that like you can just take from someone else and saying it's for the movement because for the movement also means mm. that, you know, you know you know your place and you know when to amplify others and you know when to step mm. outside. And so like, I think these dynamics are really important to like to take into consideration when we also see like where our voices are needed and where our voices might be more harmful when we speak up. Mm-hmm. And I guess, yeah, and I feel like this is like very much like gatekeeping as well, where we think that our voice is the most important on this issue. And I think yes, I was about this to say, is like, yeah. you know, very deeply related to um, a scarcity like mindset. And obviously that comes mm. from capitalism, that comes from white supremacy, that mm. comes from patriarchy and all other oppressive systems. So it's really, really mm. difficult because we're unlearning systems as we are dismantling them and creating new systems. And that is a lot mm. for people to take on. And I think that's why I can understand gatekeeping and um, mm. also scarcity mindsets because we've been conditioned to mm. that. And we've, especially for mm. marginalized communities or more marginalized than, mm. you know, that, that I can, like, that I see is like that, of course, because there's a history of stealing your resources, mm. your work, your your body, like everything, you know? And so therefore mm. I can understand it. I just, I'm wondering like, how do we unlearn it because we need to when mm. we want to work towards collective liberation. Um, mm. Yeah, like I think, I think one thing that I try and take is that there's enough room for mm. all of us. Like, there's enough room. There needs to be, yeah. Especially in in movement, there needs to be enough room. And I really don't think that um, the almost like cult of celebrity that's around activists or or different educators or speakers is does not help the movement. I don't think at all. Like we cannot rely on a few individuals to know everything Mm. and say everything right and do everything right. Like I know of many people who I really respect um, how they communicate some things, but they also have a lot of other unpacking to do in other ways. And I, that's why I'm trying to not glorify people and we shouldn't just rely on like singular voices to say everything. And as individuals as well, like we, we should never believe that we're the best person Mm. at talking about any of these issues, especially if they're issues that don't only impact us. Because then we're taking like a one way of thinking about it, understanding mm. of all these issues that are so much more complex than that. Um, and then another thing that I was going to say, like kind of comment on is like, I guess with people as well, when it comes to how talking about an idea or something, like, I guess ask yourself, like, am I doing this for collective liberation? Like say, say that you've learned from someone else and you want to talk about it, but you don't want to credit that mm. person. I'm, say, I'm just saying, imagine if you've, you've been through this. Ask yourself like the reason why you want to talk about this is it because that person did it and it was really popular and you also mm. want to like gain loads of traction and like you want to profit off it like for example i'm t- with this i'm talking about a lot of how a lot of um white influencers who prove especially white women influencers who previously only talked about fast fashion for ages and now are seeing that sable fashion as a movement is getting trendy or whatever and they're now t- kind of dipping their toe in the sustainable fashion world without like mm. um without amplifying the voices of people who've been talking about it for so much longer with those people i'd ask like are you doing this because you want liberation for garment workers mm-hmm. and you want um to protect the world and have climate justice or are you doing this because you want to progress your career yeah like mm-hmm. and i think that that's and i really think that if we looked at everything that we're talking about 
in a really critical sense of self of being like, am I doing this for, for climate justice? Am I doing this for to help other people? Or is it just about, but then, and, and this is challenging even for me as well. Like mm. I'm thinking this is, this is a, an important challenge for me. Hello. So the Yikes podcast is primarily supported by our wonderful patrons. Um, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a platform that you can support creators to make content um, because we can't be fucked with capitalism. So sponsored yeah, ads. sponsored ads. We do some sponsored ads, but yeah. usually um, most companies don't really support what we're doing. <laughs> if you are a company supporting our work and you're interested, shout out. Um, shout out to you. Yeah. But in general we want to be supported by our community because that means we can talk about the things that we want to talk about we aren't influenced in any way by anything we just talk about the things that we think are important and a lot of these Mm. issues um, aren't really supported by many things so that's why we're supported by you we want to be owned by our community so if you do um, learn from us you appreciate our work um, and this podcast then um, yeah please uh, join our Patreon it's the Yikes podcast just on Patreon and uh, it helps yeah making this podcast sustainable and makes it actually happen and more yeah and also that we put on for the second tier we put on extra bonus episodes every week so you get extra content um where we have like more relaxed chats about so many different things we've talked about migrant rights a lot on there we've talked about more about the media we've talked about so many different things things, personal things um it's a really great space as well we sometimes do q a's we Mm. share essays on there um you just get more content from us and mainly you can support our work if you've learned anything from us um so thank you to all the people who are already supporting us and yeah yeah, thank you for making this happen and yeah please check out the patreon link in the show notes and we hope you're enjoying this episode um yeah thank you it's it's really tricky because I think you know mm. like for example like when we take the example of like fast fashion influencers previously like mm. I want them to step away from fast fashion because I want fast fashion to be eradicated mm-hmm. and at the mm-hmm. same time because a lot of them especially when they have massive followings and stuff like mm. obviously that would be you know breaking the echo chamber in one way mm. but then you know for example an alternative rather than like copying someone's instagram or something would be like inviting mm. someone that's been um you know having that conversation for yeah. decades or even months like lo- as le- at least longer than you have invite them on mm. your page pay them to be on your page and um, you know, especially when they're like smaller followings, like, you know, like mm. amplify their voices or something, you know, like, if, yeah. and I feel like we should really like get away from this idea that you should know everything by now. Like, it's okay to learn mm. and you can say like, e- and it's okay to get things yeah, wrong and, like, and it's okay to have done know, things wrong. And like being like, oh, shit, like, apparently, like, I've been really messing up all of this time promoting this bullshit. Like, okay, I'm going to invite mm. this person and because they want to teach me. And I'm going to credit their work and then we can see how we learn together moving forwards. And then, you know, and then like constantly, like you can, you can create content, of course. And like, there is enough room yeah. for you to also be in that conversation, but it can't be at the expense of those who have been doing the work longer. Yeah, exactly. And I think with, with this, especially, I guess, sustainable fashion is like a good example mm. of, of this area. Um, I would say that like, I think I have less of a problem than other people do with seeing a lot of these fast fashion Same, influencers yeah. start posting because I'm kind of like they're breaking out of the Same, echo chamber yeah. they're they're reaching people that we would never be able to reach mm-hmm. like just through like the virtue of who follows us um I think what I would I think what I the only thing I do have a problem with with these people 
is if they're taking paid jobs away from people who like need the money mm. more um and that's something that's where it's i'm like like so, i have no issue with people who've done problematic things in the past when it comes to fast fashion or i don't know maybe learn, you did a yeah. collab with shell um shout out um i think i can't remember who it was i, I can't it's some radio dj did a collab with shell and i honestly cannot believe it oh but my gosh. i would have no problem if this person then was like i was wrong i now want to campaign against the fossil fuel industry the problem I would have if this, if this person didn't say I was wrong, I did mm. this in the past, and instead just took a paid job from a, um, yeah. I don't know, yeah, yeah. a green energy company, instead, and that's where that's where like I don't think there's any point in gatekeeping people who've been fast fashion influencers mm-hmm. or whatever or overconsumptiony influencers, but I do think these people shouldn't take the paid jobs mm-hmm. away from other people who there haven't been paid jobs for for so long, and also these people like shouldn't take the speaking events. Yeah away from other people say that they're going to be say that you they've been asked say you're listening to this and you've been asked to do a speaking you haven't done this stuff before and you want to now talk about fast fashion fashion you've been asked to do a paid speaking event you should be like okay well i want to bring this person who's more marginalized than, than me with me to that, that event to speak mm. equally as much as i have because i've learned from them and that's the way that you can get the people who like to break out of the echo chamber to come along but you can also like be amplifying that person's mm-hmm. voice and not taking away from their work and not taking money away from their work as well. Don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. And I think also, you know, when we like, if if you're really committed to the movement and to collective liberation, mm. then you know, also acknowledging your past mistakes or how you gain yes. that power is incredibly important. Like, you know, like because a lot of like a lot of people who come like completely, for example, like don't shop anything with fast fashion anymore. Like that monitor, like, you know, your financial benefits or something or like your or mm. status rather, or even your, like how you grew your page. Like, you know, you, you've had, and like, that's, you know, it is just so that system that we live in currently that um, you've had certain privileges and power. Um, like you have a p- certain power status now, but it's still important mm. to recognize like where that comes from and, you know, and mm. that transparency and also that like accountability to yourself and to the people that mm. now supporting your work forward, like needs to be there. And that is essential for coll- collective liberation. And I also would mm. say certain things like certain campaigning, I find it really difficult to see certain people, especially when you come from spaces where you, you know, advocated for, um, for example, here, yeah, fast fashion, and then suddenly do paid mm. ads for collective liberation. Like, I find that really tricky to hold mm. because mm. I, I don't see how that work is for collective liberation if you're now profiting off. And I, and for me, and mm. especially those. And again, and if you previously prof- profited exactly, off Exactly. And like, and then you're suddenly going to profit off the liberation. It's like. Yeah. But then other activists like should be paid for their work. So again, like we need, I think it, it's like those spaces, like the mm. same with gate gatekeeping, like it is a lot of gray areas. And for me, what it comes down to is like, like when I can see myself being like, Hey, like mm. I wish I would have gotten, I don't know, another opportunity or like, or, or like I could have done this or I could have, or like, or like, you know, mm. feeling that like, Oh, like why didn't my post like blow up? Like another person did like, I, I think I like those are the times where I really need to check my mm. scarcity mindset and being mm. like, hey, like you, you're speaking to some and, and like we've, mm. before we recorded this, like we were talking, you know, about both of our, like both of us, like kind of sometimes, like a lot of times, like questioning, I guess, our own work 
where like is our work actually silencing more than it is doing good work and like mm. how do we you know how are we not speaking about others mm. and yeah it's really I think in those mindsets like it's really difficult or important rather mm. to like remind ourselves of like the scarcity mindset we are taught to have and by just checking in on that like mm. I think that's mm. kind of like where the change happens at least for me sometimes of being like actually it doesn't matter like you know if if like my work like reaches one person and I bring them into the conversation and I mm. credit other people and redirect these people mm. that I've kind of brought in to the to other people then like that is that is valuable work even though it's not valued in the systems that we live in maybe um yeah I guess it's looking at what values I think and yeah like what you're talking about scarcity you, you've talked about that quite a lot in this conversation and I think it is like especially yeah. I don't know like uh, there should yeah th- as we said before that there shouldn't be one voice mm-hmm. on anything there should be multiple voices because that's how we reach the, the most amount of people so like yeah if we see someone else talking about cool. something and they're gaining loads of traction for it I'm kind of like cool sick like yeah. I'm glad more, I'm glad that you're able to like access more people also it's not like exactly. it's also yeah. not like um people have yeah, like yeah, a yeah. limit of the amount of people they can follow on Instagram do you know what I mean like they can still follow both of you <laughs> um I don't know I'm just kind of like mm-hmm. yeah I think that there's a point at which all of us and this is me including me calling myself all out time, yeah. a lot is like just checking on our egos mm-hmm. all the time and be like how much of this is my ego how much of this is actually helpful for collective liberation and how much of this is just yeah me yeah. having internalized the scarcity mindset that I have to hold on to everything mm-hmm. I have to hold everything in order to be like relevant or whatever like yeah, I just think that, um, yeah, we need to, like, think about it. And, and if you, yeah, I just think that yeah. we should want as many people as possible talking about these things. So we should mm-hmm. really, really want that. Um, and talking about them in a way that actually achieves collective liberation, so not just, like... So that's why I don't think a paid ad achieves... If, if someone's previously just posted about fast fashion and they suddenly post an ad where they just, like, tag a... Yeah, but then, like, like yeah. why are we expecting Instagram to achieve you know collective liberation in the mean like in the in the first place like i think that's like where it's like really difficult because we sometimes like we expect that some of like this is just a tool and it's just mm. a tool to get information out there mm-hmm. and um if it doesn't work in a certain way then we need to be organizing in different ways you yeah know? exactly like, so I, th- I mean this is exactly what we did right was like um with this podcast kind of mm. like we saw that like instagram doesn't have nuanced conversations so we're starting we're starting a platform and hopefully making this information more accessible, but also mm. having other people on it to be able to challenge our own views because we, you know, we are also unlearning ourselves in this podcast that mm. like, you know, I, I don't know. I just like that even the idea that like I should have all of the knowledge and I should be keeping it to myself. Stressful as fuck as well. Like Yeah, and it like I feel exhausted by by that idea. Yeah. Like yeah, for real. For real. Like mm. I think in this conversation, I hope, I know that, yeah, if you're listening and you're a regular listener, I hope that you probably do like what me and Joe have to say about things, but please don't, like, glorify it at all. Like, mm. we are not experts on everything, on, and we aren't, mm. especially when it comes to, like, ideas of liberation, like, we we can't understand entire communities of people and what they want and how to achieve that. That'd be ridiculous. Um so like Again, yeah, I think, no one's savior, so we shouldn't have to. Yeah, in the first place. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we talked about that on yeah. the white savior episode. Like, yeah, so I think all of this also comes into saviorism of like I have to be the one person to talk about this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think we've had a bit of a 
like jumbly bumbly conversation. Yeah. But I think that shows about what this topic is like. And it's not yeah. as clear. It's not that clear cut. I think the main thing I would like, I, I, you can say your main points as well. Like my main point is that I would, I would take away from this and I would like recommend mm. people take away from this is that like people with power and influence and resources or whatever um, should always try and amplify those with, with less and amplifying those mm. with less also means crediting people if they've learned directly from their work. Um especially when it comes to ideas of liberation um, and oppression. But all of us need to want as many people as possible talking about these things um, yeah. and allow space for that and recognise that um, there there is enough mm. of all of this um, and that we none of us should be trying to hold, hold power because holding power has got us into the shit show that we live in at the moment yeah. and we don't want to replicate that in a different way. Um and I guess another thing I would say is yeah, don't and also like don't rely on Instagram for everything or mm. social media because it's a yeah, it's a, as Joe said, it's a tool, but it's not everything. And I was also going to say like for people, for example, who don't do you know social media work or something like you can be gatekeeping in your own household. Like mm. you know, if you want to like be seen as like the only activist in your family, for example, mm-hmm. like that is gatekeeping as well to like I don't know making activist spaces or like. I don't know, putting yourself on a pedestal and making what you do seem, you know, incredible compared to everyone else. Like, while while your work is obviously really valuable and stuff, but, like, the goal is to get everyone involved and Mm. that's how change occurs. So even, you know, check yourself maybe in your own household. Like, what information are you holding from Mm. others because you want to claim it as as yours? And, Mm. um, you know, it's, yeah, like, I guess that is a practice for us all to do communally. Mm. I know it's really hard. And as you said, like unlearning these things while creating new systems can be really, really exhausting. Mm. And this is exactly why gatekeeping can't be in this conversation because Mm. as we said, like so many times, like we need all of the different solutions and all of the different approaches to make it as as accessible Mm. as possible. Um, And yeah, so I would, I guess like my main point is like, this constant reflection of like, yeah, where mm. where's my ego and mm. where do I actually have input and how can I pass that on to others? And also like what, you know, what knowledge um, is being prioritized or why is my work being prioritized yeah. to others? Um, like that is, I yeah. think, how we kind of like break down these like gatekeeping. Yeah, um, and I think with checking your ego as well, it's like also mm. asking yourself like, am I being like honest with all of this like mm-hmm. have I been honest with where I came from from this like to get to the situation am I being honest with yeah where I got this information from like am I being honest with my motivations around talking about these things I think that the more that all of us and I this is all me saying all this for myself as much as for everyone else Same, like yeah. um with all of this like if we all checked in on all of this more I just do think it would make all of our movements so much better um mm. and the world better in so many ways um yeah so I do think you know actually Mm. one last thing that I like that I kept thinking about recently is like this is maybe I don't know if this is directly gatekeeping but like I've seen this a lot especially with like English native speakers um of like make your conversations more accessible like especially when you have people around who are non-native speakers so not only English but you know whatever context you're in like I'm really tired of people thinking they are better than other people 
based on I don't know the resources that they were like that Mm. they got when they were Mm. growing up or you know like like why don't you want these spaces to be inclusive that everyone can participate in the conversation Mm. even though you have more knowledge in a certain topic Mm. like you should still be able to be on this like on equals you know like conversation points Mm. like I don't know I got really really pissed off the other day when it there was like continuous referencing of things that like no one understood in the conversation Mm. I was like this is such a power move like I don't I don't feel you know this is not a valuable conversation for me because there's clearly power structures here that I don't think are doing us any good like Mm. we can't be learning through this so maybe that is also part of the conversation where we are like we can't just because of different ways we've grown up or different languages or different you know spaces you're not more valuable than someone else's like, yeah for real yeah like i suppose it's because the song actually i can't believe we didn't address this earlier like just even like around mm. terminology like what yeah yeah are you deliberately using and i think i've definitely done this in the past like using very i don't know activisty terminology mm. around people who won't understand what that is yeah and like that it will be a power move that is yeah. being done and that's a way that you can like make that won't help it would make people feel uncomfortable if they don't like i think it's important like yeah. i don't know say that you run some sort of community action group or anything um every meeting if there's a new person there or whatever always like go through this is what this term means mm. that we might use quite often like this is what hand signals mean, like all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Because I, like, I remember the first time that I kind of joined in with, every time I've actually been the first time in a, in a certain organising group, people always talk about stuff that you're like, what the fuck is Yeah, it doesn't make about? you feel yeah. welcomed. No, it all. doesn't. It, uh, no, because it's just like, you don't understand half of what's going on and then you feel like an idiot yeah. to ask. Um, so yeah, that's a really, really good point, Jay. Well, you know. we hope you all enjoyed this kind of rambly roundy um rambly. but i think also really i feel like this episode will kind of is quite um a bit of an example of what this podcast hopes to be about which mm. people might be like this is not my one well then this is not the podcast <laughs> for you hun but um just because like we want it to be a space where we can talk about all these different things and have an open conversation and it might be a bit com- like up and down and all around the place but that's kind of what these topics are actually like um, and we're yeah. not going to oversimplify them um so yeah we hope you really enjoyed this hope you've enjoyed season two gosh is this the last episode for the year yeah yeah gosh oh my gosh but 2020 peace out yeah (laughs) last episode of the year on spotify but not for patreon so not for patreon so yeah you can find us there um you know i think this was also a really nice episode to end gatekeeping going towards the new year like Mm. you know um so yeah i hope yeah we hope just like you've enjoyed this season as much as we have we mm. love the space we're so grateful mm. to all of our listeners mm. to all of our patrons supporting our work um mm. if you're a business and you want to support our work hit us up um we're looking so for we can... season two sorry not yeah. season two season three season um, three we'll go. Um, so that we actually and that's yeah, agreed, so yeah. cool yeah take care of yourselves um always be checking like and being aware of power dynamics and power dynamics. like oppression like when it comes to gatekeeping who controls the no gate more power is, a good, is a good question um yeah credit and credit credit <laughs> credit people look after yourselves read loads decolonize your minds live your best life 
but Ooh. a best life that allows everyone else to live their best life too we're gonna we want to redistribute joy so um we hope you have a really joyful rest of your yeah. year um and we will be back eventually <laughs> yeah Bye. we'll see you on patreon <laughs> pluck, pluck. This podcast has been hosted by Michaela Loach at Michaela Loach on Instagram and Josephine Becker, Trees and Peace on Instagram. And you can also find both of us on Twitter as we both have become tweeters, but not that much. I find it very stressful. Um, but anyway, this podcast has been um, sound edited and all the magic sound that makes it sound really cool and nice by the wonderful Finley Mowit. Um, and you can find us on Instagram, The Yikes Podcast. And if you have any um, questions, always DM us on the Instagram, or um, if you have use business Google, in, use or use Google. That's a good. That's actually primarily. Sorry. Yeah, you Google first, then after. If you have um, any business inquiries, then please email at the at gmail dot com. Yeah. Um, have a great week. Mm-hmm.